You're listening to the Northwestern Campus Ministry Podcast from Northwestern College in Orange City, Iowa. Northwestern Campus Ministry exists to send students out as those rooted, built up, and established in Christ for God's glory and for the sake of the world. Thanks for listening and enjoy this recent message from our Christian Formation Program. Joining us today in chapel will be John John and Chrissy Montpremier. Um, they have been serving faithfully in Haiti for about 20 years now and just have a wonderful story of what it means to faithfully serve and trust in God's will. So join me in welcoming John John and Chrissy Montpremier. didn't mention I'm also his aunt. I don't know if he's embarrassed by that or not, but I am his aunt. And I am Christy Montpremier. I was Christy DeBoer. I was a good old Dutch, Orange City, Alton farm girl. I grew up two miles away from over there. And I went to MLCFE, and then I went to Northwestern College. I loved being in Northwestern College. It wasn't my first choice because it was too close. It was too close to home, and I wanted to get out there, but there wasn't a better college. There really wasn't. I loved my time here. Um, I loved the relationships I developed with teammates, with roommates, with dorm mates, with teachers. All of those were helping me develop a good relationship with the Lord. I grew up in a Christian home. I wanted to be Christian my whole life, but I didn't always succeed. There's so many times I messed up, didn't get it, didn't understand what was going on. It was while he was here at Northwestern, I really saw how God wanted me, not just me following what everybody else was doing, what my mom and dad taught me how to do, just going to church on Sunday. No, he wanted me. He knew who I was, and he wanted me to give my life to him. For me, I graduated from Northwestern College, and I went to Florida for an internship, and I was for a year in Fort Myers, Florida, and that internship sent me overseas to Haiti. I didn't choose it. Um, They sent me over there because I was trained to be an agriculture missionary, and that's where they sent me. And it was supposed to be for three months, but that was in 1996. I'm still there. God had a plan. He wanted wanted all of me. He sent me to an area that was very, very um, rural. You can see here where Haiti is in this map right there. We're in the north central part. We have Haiti, you know, is, is a very poor country the poorest in the Western Hemisphere. All the statistics tell a story that's even more conservative than what we usually see. And God wanted us to go to uh, the ruralest, one of the most uh, primitive places on that place. It was uh, in Kaima, Haiti, which you don't want to see on the map. It was an area that had no running water, had no, uh, no electricity, no internet, no telephones. Uh, a, a trip that would go from here to Sioux City, 45 miles, four and a half hours long because the roads were so bad. And it was an area that was full of voodoo. At that time, I, we were, I found my soulmate, my wonderful godly man, Jean-Jean Montpremier, and we had been married and we had two little girls, two years old and six years old. And it was hard It was hard to go to an area that was so remote and not know what we were supposed to do. On top of that, God didn't give us the funds, the pledges, all those kind of things that you normally would do, you'd raise to go somewhere like that. He wanted us to go. He was putting on our hearts, you need to go back. 
Johnson had a chance to go to seminary, like so many of his other fellow countrymen never had a chance to go to, and he wanted to go back and, and teach. So we went back to that area. We went back to that area, and God was saying, just look to me. Look to me how I can provide for you. And for three months we were there, we thought we'd have to go back to the States and, and raise money or, or get jobs and funnel money in that way. God just kept on saying, trust me. Look what I can do. He changed this little area that we were at. He changed that to a place that, that, that does not do justice what happened in our community. That shows his plan overall. Overall, he wanted to transform this community. This community was lost in voodoo. Voodoo is worshiping Satan. That's what it is. It's calling on evil spirits and trying to get control, trying to find satisfaction, trying to find something when you're really just following the father of lies. God had a huge plan. He had a huge plan for this area, and we were so, pro- so pleased to be a part of it. Said so I left Haiti in 99, come to the U.S. and get a little training. But each time I, 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 I was studying with my professor, I said, I want to bring that back because I knew what I left behind. I knew a community full of voodoo, which I grew up in, and all of those things that the people are doing, we are uh, poor, and then it's not because of the no money sometimes, because you have money, but you keep on bringing that to the witch doctors, keep on bringing those things uh, to, uh, to, uh, to appease the spirit. And God said, you gotta go back there. I love the hot showers, I love the hamburgers, I love all of those things. And he wanna push me back. And then going back there, frankly, it was something marvelous happened in my community. And there was one day, uh, there was a huge voodoo ceremony in my community the, uh, uh, the year 2005 in December. We just celebrated Christmas with that people. And then there was a huge voodoo ceremony. It was midnight. And I felt like, what, what, should, should I go there and witness those people? Because they don't know better. They know one only one way. And then I woke up that night and then, and then went out there. And then there was a guy that watched over night and said, hey, do you know you can get killed in that business? You know that, that you can get killed. If you go and stop the ceremony, that would be a bad deal. And there was another guy who said, well, I know what's on us. It's more powerful. Jesus is more powerful than that evil. Let's go. My friend, let me tell you, before we go to those places and do our things, God's already there at work. When we went to that ceremony, there was more than 50 men worshiping. They were drunk, as you can imagine, because it's part of that deal. And then the master said, do you come to stop my ceremony? I said, no. I spent four years outside of Haiti, and I come back to tell you one thing. He said, well, speak quick then. And I opened my Bible and read John 3, 16 and 17. Put it into pieces. Those who believe, this is what Jesus promised. Those who don't, this is what I promise also. And then I fold up the Bible and then I pray. And then pretty quick, I see the master said, everybody fold up their drums. I say, hey, you go home. The ceremony was done at that night. We go back home. There was no more voodoo drums. And the next day, he came to the house. I want to know more about what you talked about last night. And I shared with him again. And he gave his life to Christ. Then he's the missionary that goes and talks to other witch doctors. Say, hey, it's, it's, we are in the worst place ever we can be. And then, now, if you go to our church... Today, there was more than 50 ex-witch doctors that are Christian today, worshiping the Lord Jesus. 
It's been amazing what's happened there. And then there's, it's, like, it's like leaving that book of Acts, for, for example. They are burning their house of worship one by one, and they just set them on fire. So they don't want to deal with that guy no more. If you come to our place right now, it's just about Worcester will give you problem at night, but no more voodoo drums. We praise Jesus for that. It's amazing what the Lord has done. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. So through all that, we found some really important important lessons to learn. We went overseas, and we went back to an area that was scary. It was scary, and we didn't have funds, and it was so primitive, and our girls were so little. But God was saying, do you trust me? Do you trust me that I will take care of you? We need to learn that lesson right away. We need to learn that he is the great provider. If we're going to tell people that are in abject poverty that you can trust the Lord, he will provide for you, we better believe it ourselves before we ever preach it. So I can say to anybody, God loves you. He will provide for all your needs. And I can tell middle-class American, I can tell multimillionaires, he will provide for you. Not money, not material things, but joy, hope, peace, love. Those things, those, those things that you can't buy, but you need, that we seek over, we seek after because we, that's what we need. That's what we're made to seek after. He will provide for those things. And then he blesses, and then he blesses. He sees, look what I can do. In a small little area, in rural Haiti, you hear about Haiti in the news. I'm sure you've heard a lot's going on. There's a lot of bad stuff going on because there's a lot of corruption going on. But God has a huge plan. We know that it's not going to happen through lots of money pouring into Haiti, new change in government. Those are all good things. But for us, it's going to change by the small communities, one person at a time, that will be transformed, that can tra transform that hate, that country and transform anywhere else. So God bless us with a, uh, elementary school. We started out with preschool, kindergarten, first grade, and we had 120 kids. We didn't know what we were doing. We just wanted to provide good quality education. Now we have all, all the way up to high school, 1,800 kids. Did we ever believe that was possible? No. We also have a, a university. You guys, if I was... If I was ever told while I was sitting here in chapel in Northwestern, hey, you're going to go and start a, a, a Christian university overseas in rural Haiti where it's so, you can't find professors easy, you can't find anything easy, I would have said, uh, no, thank you. I'm not going to do that. Thank you, but I can't do that. But God wants you to be right there, you guys. God wants to say, no, you can't, but I can. Watch what I can do. And now we have medical students like these right here. Look at them. They're ready to go out. They're skilled. They're educated. They're ready to go and change your country. And they have it with the Christian motivation to serve others. Serve others first. Then we, we really cannot, uh, it's amazing, like, like Paul's and, and, and women's one, uh, uh, 16, we, we cannot be ashamed of the gospel. It's the power to change. And I see, uh, uh, like uh, Isaac started that prison ministry. It's not Jean-Jean and Christy. Uh, we do chapels as you do, you guys. And then one day we were teaching in Matthew 25, uh, the last uh, uh, verse, about 40, uh, if I remember. It talked about like when Jesus said, uh, when I was in prison, you didn't visit me. When I was sick, you didn't come and see me at the hospital. And then, and then Isaac, as a doctor, because you need to have 20 credit hours of Bible before you get out, even a doctor or agriculturalist, whatever. And then, then he, he said, well, I can be the hand and feet of Jesus. 
And then he started that ministry in the prison. And he invited us to come and, uh, and share uh, uh, with the prisoners. Uh, that day, 76 inmates gave their life to Christ. And now we got a ministry that opened in the prison in Haiti. It's amazing what the Lord has done. And uh, really, we cannot ask shame of the gospel because it's the power Really, that power uh, to uh, uh, to save those who believe. That's that's what uh, uh, the Lord is doing, and we are so so uh, uh, so happy to be part of that great deal. We praise Jesus for all of that. Yeah. When anybody asks us, <laughs> what's going to happen to Haiti? What what is the solution for Haiti's problem? There's just so much going on: earthquake after earthquake, hurricane after hurricane, assassination of the president, a year without any kind of government, the gang violence, just it goes on and on. The solution is not naively said. It is with great conviction. The solution is Jesus Christ. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is. His, his belief system, his, his mandates are what can change the world for the better. We see that. We've been in Haiti for 25 years, John John his whole life, and we see voodoo and darkness and people in fear and we see what the light of Jesus Christ can do for them. We are not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God to save those who believe. I just keep thinking that over and over. I am not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel is relevant today. This gospel is a game changer today. It is what we all need to follow after. And if, if that's so interesting, like uh, uh, even in Haiti, people will say, oh, Maybe the house of God is too old. It's irrelevant today. But I, I, I would like to tell you this morning, do not believe this. It is the way for change. It is only a thing that will change this world. And we can testify that because of so many voodoo, uh, uh, voodoo doctors today. They will say, well, my life is so better now. I don't need to gamble my money no more. I can't put my kids to school. That's change. And some of our students will say, hey, if that, that's Jesus, it's so, so nice because, because that changed my life that way I used to see things. This is the only, only way. And this morning, this morning, we thank you for letting us come and, and, and share that, this hope with you. Uh, for most of you already, you already know all of that, but let, let me tell you, this is the, I love this word, like uh, the power. When I study that, this, uh, if you know, this is, the, this is where the, was, uh, the Namites come from. I see the people that are making wood in Haiti. They need to uh, drop this uh, and then to blow this, uh, that, 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 that wax to, for them to make that wood. This is what Jesus is doing for us. He wants to come in here. He wants to use us. He wants to uh, send us places, hard places, uh, to share the gospel. And this is where people will be delivered. My friend, we are so, so, so glad uh, to be uh, with you today. It's been amazing. And then uh, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll ask you to uh, uh, repeat those words with us. So we'll read it together out loud in the screen, in your screen here. I am not ashamed. Sometimes, sometime, uh, if you are ashamed of something, you want to be distanced from it. We don't want, we don't want to uh, do that. Sometimes people say, well, my faith is so personal. I cannot share it with other people. Yeah, let's share it. I know what's happened with me. Even my dad got killed December 81. I got to share with my, the kill of my dad. It wasn't easy. But now he's my brother. The gospel clear this place for us. Now, every Sunday morning, we can yeah, shake hands together. 
But before that, before that, if I see that guy in that way, I wonder the other way because I don't want to see him. This is what the gospel can do. We don't need to be ashamed of it. So, we just want you to say, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Please repeat after me. I am not ashamed of the gospel. One more time, guys. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Just because three times is a good thing. Let's say it one more time. I, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Thank you. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, thank you, thank you so much to come into this world to bring yourself, to take our place for us to be able to be here today. There is no way, Father God, we all can be together from different nations, uh, different, uh, different backgrounds, and to sit in the same place. It's just because of the gospel that put us all together. Thank you for that, Jesus. And we want to lift up the Northwestern College into your hand. Please, Father, protect every student, every staff. Oh, we know that so it is difficult to run a university. We know how that goes for us. But, Father, we know that joy that comes from it. When we see one life change, when we see the transformation, Father God, that, uh, that you bring to people, and Father, we praise your name for this morning. Please, do not let us ashamed of the gospel. Even if you will talk bad about us, help us to be strong in your word. Help us, Lord, to use it, to, uh, to eat it, to drink it. Uh, help us, Lord, to share it with other people. And Father, this is the only way this world will uh, uh, turn around. Sometimes we talk about, like in Haiti, there was a lot of political situation there. A lot of corruption and all of those, all of those things. We don't know what to do, Father God. But you are the solution. You are the one that will change those places. And Father, started right now, Lord, in this uh, 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 university, in this campus, and at Northwestern College, Lord, uh, start right here, Lord, and bring us all over the world. Father God, twelve guys. Bring the gospel around the world. And all of us here, Father God, we are even too much uh, to do that. But Father, sometimes we feel ashamed. We feel, uh, I don't want to be uh, the guy that will criticize for it. But Father, help us to do that. Like Paul did in 2 Corinthians 11, uh, 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 16 to 33. We see Paul beat up and, and uh, being sick. And uh, be, uh, even uh, all of those things he went through, Father God. But he said, I want to go to home. I'm, I'm, I'm eager to go there and share with the people there because I, he knows that it is the power that will change this world. Father God, thank you again for who you are. Thank you for what you have done for us. You are almighty. And Father, I pray that you shake this place. You shake the world and then allow us to know, Father, this is the only way, only way this world will change. It's by you and you alone. We love you, Jesus, but you love us first by coming into this world to die, to, to pay for our sins. And all God people says, Amen. Amen. I kept thinking about the gospel of John. It promises us the light of God shines in the darkness, and the darkness will not overcome it. What a beautiful testimony. Thank you, John, John, and Christy. One quick announcement, and then Pastor John, John's going to share a word of blessing over us. Here's a quick announcement. There's a hymn sing 
10.45 a.m. tomorrow, right here. Ross Fernstrom's going to be leading this thing, so you're not going to want to miss it, all right? So right here, 10.45 a.m., if you want to be a part of that hymn sing. And with that said, Pastor John John's going to bless us out. Let's stand and receive this blessing together. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Can you, can you do it like Haiti? We raise up our hand like this. We do it for all of our students. May the Lord Almighty watch over you. May his face shine upon you. Not only for this day, my friend, or for this moment, but you that do that for you forever. Go in peace. Go in peace. Go in peace.